Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. All right, everybody on the train, all aboard. You snooze, you lose. Buy my loot boxes. Not you. Get off the train. Don't let him on. Oh, okay. All right, listen here, Greenhorn. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about how to conduct a podcast. First thing you need to know is never stay on topic ever. Uh, sir? What do you want? Uh, people are complaining about the Venom movie still. I don't care. Feed them Justice League or something. Get them off my back. Copy. But, sir, it says in the book that you need to stay on topic as a podcast. Screw the book, Greenhorn. The book was written by dinosaurs. Second thing you need to know is never report news that's not at least two or three weeks old. Uh, sir? What do you want? People are complaining about the Pokemon Go update. I don't care! Just gag them or something! Shut them up! On it. Uh, sir? What do you want, Greenhorn? I think the train might be going off the rails. That's exactly how we run this show. This is the Crazy Train of Thought podcast, brought to you by the Idiot Savants. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. www.crazytrainofthought.com Podeskew Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Dinosaurs are fucking super cool, yeah. Love about them in elementary school. Dinosaurs are fucking Welcome, everybody, to the Podeskew Podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Who the fuck are you, dude? I'm uh, Octopus Caveman. Dude, my nemesis? Yeah, this is Nemesis Nemesis Cast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, hi, guys. This is Rico. Um, We're doing a little impromptu podcast episode for Podeskew Podcast. So, the wonderful Octopus Caveman is in my neck of the woods. So we arranged a little thing, and I came out here, and this is sort of a surprise. Uh, even CJ doesn't know about this. Secret cast. Yeah, secret cast. Little, little, 
a little askew pot askew. Yeah, that's it's perfect. Yeah. So, OC, what's going on with you, man? I'm up here for work, hanging out in a hotel and trying to recover from uh, last night's drunken misadventures. <laughs> what, what was your uh, poison of choice? Canned wine. Why the fuck would you drink canned wine? Okay, here was the thing. Oh, there's I was, a thing. Yeah, I was down in the gift shop and I was looking at, like... I guess there's liquor stores nearby, and like a, a smarter man would have just like Ubered to a liquor store, or fuck, I got a car, I could have drove, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that. I was just like, well, I'm I'm stuck here in this hotel, so I went down to the gift shop, and I wanted to find the cheapest thing mm. that packed a punch. Mm. And from my deduction, it was this canned wine at thirteen percent for twelve bucks. So they had like a bottle of like Chardonnay there that was like you know eleven percent, right? But I thought, this canned wine is fortified, you know. They had some ales down there, but they were like eight bucks a beer, like like ball game beer prices. <laughs> so you went for the... Uh, canned wine? You went for the upper class ghetto route. I like it. And I got, a, I got a variety. So I got three. I got the three varieties they had. I got the rosé, the chardonnay, uh-huh. and the uh, pinot grigio. All right, which was your least favorite? They tasted the fucking same. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you can't even, like, see the color even. So it's, you know, it's in a fucking can. So it's not like, you know, you don't get really any difference. It's just hardcore. Oh but, yeah, so tonight I'm down at the gift shop getting a Diet Coke. And there's a woman there, like, a, you know, she's, like, an attorney. She's, like, I saw her badge. She's here for the same thing I am, yeah. and she's, uh, you know, perusing the thing, and she asked the, like, person behind the register, like, oh, how's that canned wine? And uh, I just went, like, it's hardcore, you know, and she's like, yeah, I don't think I want that then. <laughs> Dude, you fucking booze blocked her? I did. You totally did. I thought she would, like, maybe go for the Chardonnay or something instead after that, Right. but, like, my description of the canned wine, she decided to stay sober tonight. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to know the lawyers that we pay to fucking protect us and save us from going to jail and shit are drinking awfulness as much as we are. I mean, yeah, just canned wine. <laughs> uh, Potescu does not condone drinking canned wine. If you do, uh, just stick to one because apparently mixing it doesn't make a bit of fucking difference. No. You know what's crazy? There are things, like even some beers don't make sense in a can. Like, you ever seen like a can of Corona? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. You know, like, Corona needs to be in a bottle. It's hard to put the, the lime in, too. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't I mean, help, you know? I love uh, I love those, like, the, I don't know, I don't see a whole lot of people drinking them anymore, but you know those, uh, the club drinks that you get at the liquor store? No. The, it's like the brand club, oh. but you can get, like, a can of Long oh, Island iced tea. Oh, I do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, martini and a yeah. can. They're, they're so awful. Like, they are on par with the canned wine. But that's such an old-timer thing. Dude, who knew that, like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia would predict <clears throat> shit like this? Because they were doing, like, a whole thing where, like, they took... They would empty out, like, a soda can or something right. and pour wine in it. That's Jesus juice. That's Michael Jackson invented that, man. That's what he used to serve to his, uh, his little sleepover friends. On that note, um... <laughs> I don't need to be hearing about Macaulay Culkin and bubbles and, and canned Dude, wine. I still, I mean, this is a this is a hell of a, a path we're taking. But I think Michael's innocent. Really, the two kids that he spent the most amount of time with, Macaulay Culkin, Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman, both of them are like, nope, never happened. Okay, but here's my argument: maybe he just wasn't attracted to them. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean yeah, the. They, admittedly, they're both cute kids, but like even Corey Feldman has said, and I think McCle- I don't want to speak for McCle- Corey. Corey was a bit older; he was an older boy by the time. He but met they Michael. both did say that Michael Jackson <laughs> had a habit of just dropping people. 
Right. Like, maybe they, you know, he maybe, maybe he, maybe they missed each other at the opportune time. I, I mean, Macaulay, like, see, there were, like, the, the first accuser kid was, like, a little Latino boy. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think, like, okay, maybe that's his type. Like, he likes, he likes Latinos. But that, that one accuser that just came out recently, he was, like, a little blonde boy. And if you're into little blonde boys, Macaulay Culkin's like the Holy Grail, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind when I'm in the mood for a little blonde boy. But no, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like, I, I do. I if do. you're into blondes, you know, like, you I can understand being like, oh, you don't you don't find Olivia Wilde attractive because that's not your thing. Right. You know? But if you're into blondes... Well, maybe he wasn't... The, maybe he just wasn't home alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also could say that maybe he's a smart harasser, so he goes after, like, the... The poor kids, and Macaulay had influence. If Macaulay had outed him... That's true. I mean, Macaulay had a huge following at that point. If he had said anything... Yeah. You know, and Macaulay and, I think, Corey were both going through bullshit with their parents. Right. So it's like, they, if they made any stink about about uh, Michael Jackson, then there would have been more... It would have been more likely they would have been believed, is what I'm saying. So this is some dark territory. Here. Yeah. Did you see the, the shit with uh, Jeremy Renner? I heard about it. So he tried to, so for the, so <laughs> it's really hard to fucking, I mean, it's a really dark segue, but I got to take, man, like, I, well, let me just tell the audience first. So Hawkeye, uh, Jeremy Renner allegedly, uh, threatened to kill himself and his ex-wife. So since he is Hawkeye, we know he wouldn't fucking miss, um, but that's a dark joke. <laughs> You're the one who brought it up, man. We went from Michael Jackson to Jeremy Renner. Like, how are you? We supposed well, to like? Here's my thinking, though. Like, so this is all coming out because there's a custody battle going on with his wife. Uh-huh. And you know, the minute that comes out, like people all over the internet, Twitter and Facebook are just like, they take it as gospel. Sure. Like, oh, he did that stuff. Like, and here's my thinking. Like, my parents went through like a brutal divorce, mm-hmm. and there was some horrible stuff mm-hmm. said by my mom about my dad. Sure. It's pretty common to lie in these custody hearings uh, and say the most outlandish shit. It's course. a regular thing to say either somebody's violent or abusing uh, the children, uh-huh. either sexually or physically. And that's like, that's what people do. They say like, well, you make up this lie and then you're guaranteed to win custody. I, I don't I don't know if I'd buy it. And uh, the fact that everybody yeah. else ate it up like it was gospel immediately, that bothered me. I don't particularly believe it. I Jeremy Renner has said this that he has sort of resting bitch face. Like right. he just when he relaxes his face, he just looks sour and he looks depressed. I think he just that goes against him. I think he has like resting depressed face. Right. I don't think there's anything actually going through him. Um, I will say that he has had an interesting up and down career. He's still successful. He's still still doing great. But you have to remember, he also was being set up for like the next guy to take over like two franchises. Right. He was going to take over the Born Identity series. And he was going to take over Mission Impossible. They put him in there just for the sole purpose of maybe if Matt Damon leaves, this guy will take over. Right. If Tom Cruise leaves, this guy will take over. And they both were like, "No, no, fuck you. We'll go back." Right. And I think you know, not to mention, he's playing Hawkeye, who is. May have his own cult following, part of the Avengers, but like he's the biggest bitch on the Avengers. He's kind he's of, gonna, yeah, the guy good. that always quits. Like the comic book Hawkeye is terrible. What he did with the character in the MCU, he yeah. made him like more likable than I ever liked. But 
Well, he's, he's the whiner in the comic book. He really kind of is. I mean, and even like Joss Whedon, like said, he was just like in the first movie of the Avengers, he was just super scowly. That's all right. he did. Yeah. And I mean, look, I like Jeremy Renner. I think he is a ferocious actor. He fucking terrified me where he played a uh, Dahmer. Oh was, yeah, yeah, he was phenomenal, dude. That was scary as shit. And you know, he's from the—he's more or less from the Bay Area. I think he's from Modesto. Is he really? Yeah. So I gotta, you know, give him some love. Man, but. I kind of believe that abusive stuff now. Being from, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I could, I could buy it. Like, divorce makes you crazy. People do crazy stuff. I could understand him losing it in his divorce and like what they said—he fired his gun into the air or something—and then he was threatening to kill himself and his ex-wife. Like. I could believe it. Maybe it's true. But my problem is the people just taking it as gospel just right. from somebody saying it right away. Well, you remind me of uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Right. Remember? It was like Johnny Depp's canceled. He abused her and all. And then it came out like way later that that wasn't true. And or the Chris Hardwick thing even. His ex-girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. He lost his show. And I was watching people like on Twitter, people from The Nerdist, like shitting on Chris Hardwick. Mm-hmm. All over a rumor from an ex-girlfriend. Do you and, know how sad I would be if, like, my fucking bros, like, turned yeah. on me over some ex-girlfriend? Well, lower rent, but he was also the second person accused during the Me Too movement was Andy Signore. Right. Do you know who that is? No. So Andy Signore was the guy who created um, the, uh, oh, fuck, um, I'm, I'm fuck. I'm blanking on what it's called. It's uh, it's that YouTube channel that's all like like movie fights, right? So he created like movie fights, and he also did he uh, did the um, he, he was like the the go to YouTube nerd guy, and he had started all that shit, and then he got accused like it was Harvey Weinstein, and it was this guy, right? And everyone was going crazy over Harvey Weinstein, and he kind of got eclipsed. But that's what happened: is all the people, all of his friends, all of his partners, all, all just pushed him out. And he released a video uh, six months ago, give or take. And it's it was you know a video he made, and it was a true confessional. And he said, "Listen, I did cheat on my wife. I'm not proud of it, and I you know I slept with this person, yada yada yada." And then she started making these claims that. You know, it was not consensual that I held her down and and basically raped her, yada, yada, yada. And he categorically fucking proved, like, he supplied text messages right. on the screen of, like, her saying, like, oh, great, come on my to my, you know, hotel room and maybe, you know, we'll fool around, shit like that. It was like pro-Jared. He had all the receipts, you know? <laughs> so the fact that he... But I don't even know if it, if it's worked out. I, I don't even know if it's I don't either. Remember, like, Dan Harmon got accused of something, too? Like, yeah. there's these people where it's like you hear about the accusation, but you never hear what happens, you know? But I, I am the type of person where, no matter how we spin it, women get fucking raped. You know? Yeah. That's just yeah. how it is. And women deal with, with sexual harassment and assault infinitely more than men. Yeah. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire, where there's, an, you know... Where there's an accusation, there's usually... I don't think there's a woman alive that can that can say she's never been sexually harassed right. or assaulted in some way. Especially in a workplace. Yeah, yeah. And it's more common than it happens. But, unfortunately, <clears throat> there are these there are these people, Amber Heard as, as, right. as one of them, uh, making up these allegations and, and ultimately trying to destroy someone's livelihood, their career. I mean, Johnny Depp got fired yeah. from Pirates. To be fair, 
the last couple ones were. You know, isn't he great. drunk and like having somebody read his lines into an earpiece? But, be, but because he was so fucking depressed, because every night he was going home to fucking Amber, and she was throwing like he. She, yeah. She almost severed off his finger. Fuck. She threw like a bottle at it and shattered it on his hand. So I had heard the story when he was making the Fifth Pirates that he had had to have reconstructive surgery on his hand because he got drunk and it smashed through a window. Fuck. Turns out she fucking almost severed his goddamn you know ring finger off. So, Johnny's coming back, but, like, is the most recent Johnny movie that came out was, like, The Professor, and no one saw it. Yeah. I mean, this is a big... It, he'll bounce back. He'll I mean, bounce back, yeah. but it's like, imagine if there was, like, Al Pacino in the 90s or something, got it, like, got a bunch of accusations, and Hollywood said, fuck How come there's, there's, like, no, like, 80s hairband people getting accusations? Because you, you that? Because you expect that. Yeah, I guess. You know, you know you expect, like, if Ozzy was like, oh, someone, you know, a woman's saying, oh, Ozzy, you know, grabbed my tit. You're like, right. that's all. I mean, it's not good. Right. But it's not like Johnny Depp either. It's Dude. Not, it's it's surprising. It would be like Macaulay Culkin. Right. Kind of Me Too. Or, or, I mean, I would expect it more from Corey Feldman. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, but. The, the, I think my favorite story that came out of, like, the Me Too movement. This is such a weird area. We just float into the weirdest area. It's a, it's um, a weird area that, like, people are talking about that, like. Not to say CJ and I won't talk about this, but it's never like, oh yeah, let's talk about the Me Too. Movie. Right. So there was a there was this like Indian millionaire guy, okay, and he got accused of rape, and okay. then uh, I just saw it like on Twitter, like maybe a year ago. Okay. So this woman accused him of rape, and he went, actually, no, I've got uh, surveillance videos throughout my entire house, just in case somebody tried to accuse me of stuff uh-huh. like this. Here's the tapes. And then the story changed to like this creepy asshole's like surveilling everybody in his house, and it was like, but. I mean, you kind of proved why he needed to. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's it's like okay, you, you're not you didn't rape a woman, but you're still a creep. Yeah, now you're like, and, like, that, and that's sort of what my was that Ron Silver movie where he like was filming everybody in the apartment complex. <laughs> Sliver. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's that guy basically. <laughs> Fucking Billy Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this is a weird. By the way, this was not at all planned. This is this is essentially a rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I don't know where to go from there, man. I think Billy Baldwin just sort of stopped it. Man, Billy Baldwin. I would expect, like, out of all the Baldwins, like, not Alec to get like the one who's always in trouble. I would expect his other. I mean, yeah. I guess he has one that's always getting like going through drug rehab and shit like that. I hope he gets through it, but like. You know, every time I hear the Baldwins, I think of South Park and 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 to America. So all oh, the Baldwins are dead. So I've got uh, something phenomenal I need to share with you. Every Steven Seagal movie sounds like it could be like the title of a Lifetime movie about rape. Under siege. Yeah, let me go through them. Oh, okay, I'm pulling up the IMDb now, but they all like they're all the titles of like a Lifetime movie network like. Movie starring, uh, you know, Judith Light or something. Lifetime Original Movies presents Steven Seagal in. (laughs) But, yeah, this is just a weird thing I noticed. Like, I don't know why one day I was just cruising Steven Seagal's IMDb. But think of these as a title of, like, a female empowerment, like a woman, like, you know, recovers her life after. She's a a lawyer, and then she quits her job, and then she's becoming a baker, and there's a dog. Right, yeah. And and there's an ex-boyfriend. Yeah, there was a rape, and she's, like, piecing her life together. Uh, here it, we go. It's during Christmas, too. Hard to kill. When... Marked for death. Okay. Out for justice. On deadly ground. Okay. The Glimmer Man. 
I don't know what Lifetime movies you're fucking watching. Man. Fire Down Below. Okay, that, I agree with that one. Exit Wounds. Fire Down Below sounds like gonorrhea. Out for a Kill. That's okay. Uh, Today You Die. Mercenary for Justice. Urban Justice. Pistol Whipped. All right. <laughs> Against the Dark. A Dangerous Man. Born to Raise Hell. And I, okay. Has, True Justice. Has anyone ever seen any of these movies? I have seen maybe a couple of them. Maximum Conviction. Yeah. Maximum Conviction for sure. Code of Honor. Okay. The perfect military, weapon. Military Lifetime movie? Yeah. All right. Lifetime Supply of Pantyhose? I just, I swear, they all just kind of, you know, like, I think they would be better movies, too, if you if this was just like, <laughs> why aren't there more, like, female lead revenge movies? Well, they're doing that now. That's a whole thing they're doing. Jennifer Garner did uh, Peppermint. Yeah. Which we saw, Stephanie and I saw, and I was never and still am not a Jennifer Garner fan. Um, nothing against her looks. I just, she does. toe, dude. Have you seen the pinky toe? No. She's got a pinky toe that, like, swoops weird. I, that's not, I mean, that that's, no, I just, I, if I don't like someone, it's not going to be based on their toe. It's going to be because I don't like their fucking acting. <laughs> I mean, she does this thing where she kind of, I don't know how to describe it when she... Bro, look at that toe. What? All right. Well, look, she could fucking audition to be uh, a goddamn... Look at this! All right, man. I mean, it's... I'm shocked that she wears sandals with a toe like that. You're, you're being a little judgmental, man. Uh, yeah, definitely. But that's a, <laughs> that's a weird situation going on. I mean, it, it takes my eyes away from her fucking ears. Oh man, now we're just being dicks. Well, you're the one bringing up her fucking medical toe, dude. Like, <laughs> like you know, I don't, I'm sorry, Jennifer Garner. I did. I just didn't like your acting. He's being all douchey because he got some fucking weird um, overtoe. The toe instead of the undertoe, it's a fucking overtoe. It's an overtoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good Steven Seagal movie. Over <laughs> overtoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love the female revenge movies. You know what? Here's a weird take, but I think Kill Bill would be better if you just eliminated Volume 2. You still have just one movie, call it Kill Bill Volume 1, and you end it with her talking to the woman in the trunk, you know, at the end, and yeah. like, I'm coming for Bill, yeah. and that's it. And then you just, in the in your head, you imagine, like, ooh, she's going to get him, you know? Oh, I disagree. I would have just preferred Part 2. I mean, Part 2 is all the, like, wire foo stuff. and No, no, Part 1 is all the... Kung Fu shit and like the, no part two. That's where they got all where she gets buried alive and yeah. it's all the flashbacks to her learning the oh the well Kung there's Fu. That. there's there's just as much wire shit in part one when she's killing the crazy yeah AIDS. yeah I mean but that's such a great I, in my head it, like I think the, that in your imagination the revenge would be so amazing like but when you actually see it it could be a little disappointing and it's like but bro you have to see David Carradine yeah like you have to see Fucking, uh... He's so great in that. You have to see Kane, you know, show up and, and, and fucking be the bad guy. I remember leaving Kill Bill Volume 2 and just thinking, like, man, they should have just ended it at 1. I disagree, man. I love Kill Bill Volume I mean, I, I love... It's, they're radically different genres, and they're still the same story. Yeah. First one is a Bruce Lee revenge film, and the second one is a fucking Western. Yeah. You know? I think it's more poetic. I mean, the fact that... How many people die in Kill Bill Volume 2? And she doesn't even kill any of them, except for Bill at the end. Yeah. She doesn't kill um, 
Michael Madsen. Uh, fucking what's her fuck? Um, yeah, Daryl yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah doesn't I was about fucking to call her Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, for half the movie she was. Right. And then now uh, she's just. Uh, <clears throat> no clops. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No yeah. clops. Uh, yeah. She doesn't kill anybody except for Bill. And I would like to see a part three. But I would also like to see Tarantino try a completely different genre. I mean, he, that's what he does. Is he does he picks a movie and then does his own genre. I don't know what the fuck Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was. I loved it. I I was entertained, but I still think I need to rewatch it because it was just two separate fucking storylines that really kind of had nothing to do with each other. I was more interested in Brad Pitt and the whole... Um, Manson murders that I was for Leo's character. And he put in character uh, actors that I was like, this is going to be, I'm expecting greatness. Like Pacino. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, Pacino just really didn't do much in this fucking movie. He was kind of wasted in it. Was, I, I mean, I, it was good, but it was, you know, like, well, if you get Pacino, you, you know, you put him in there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he, he Tarantino did great work with De Niro and Jackie Brown. Yeah. Jack, love it or hate it. De Niro is so great in that movie. so good in that. And... You know, I would. I guess I just really wanted that more recent comeback Pacino role. Do you think he's Tarantino's really going to stop after the next movie? Well, it's hard to determine what his next movie is going to be because he allegedly is going to do Star Trek. Yeah, and I don't I th- know. Of all the fucking things, I would not want him. I, look, first off, I'm not a Star Trek fan. But if I hear a Klingon say fuck, it's even going to make me feel even weirder about it. Yeah. What, what I do want is for him to do a straight up suspenseful movie. Because that was, for me, was the best, or at least one of the more intriguing parts of Hollywood, was that whole scene where Brad Pitt walks up to the house, and this mob of fe- fucking people, and women, just, like, behind him, yeah. and they're all kind of staring yeah, in his direction. really beautifully done. We don't know if the old dude is dead, we don't know if he's yeah. there, we don't know, and then he meets Bruce, he meets old-ass Bruce Dern. See, that's what I want. I want Pacino to be the new Bruce Dern for Tarantino. Because when was the last time... Apart from the Tarantino films and maybe Nebraska, what was the last Bruce Dern movie you thought of? Yeah. Exactly. So give him that meaty, gritty. Look, <coughs> I mean, when Dakota Fanning is more intense than Pacino. Yeah. Then, yeah, then you, kind, you kind of fucking, you know, failed a little bit. I always wonder what it's like for these actors when they get a Tarantino script and they're like, man, he's got me saying the N-word like right? nonstop. He's obsessed with that word. I don't, I don't get it. How does he? Because he's got Samuel Jackson as a close buddy. And he... Well, and also if he, like, the, you know, the, usually in his movies, like the black guy's the smartest guy or the hero, like a racist wouldn't have made Django. But it's like, what is up with the N word all the time? I don't know a whole lot of people. Like, like I knew a couple of skinheads growing up that would say it, but on the regular, regular people don't use it that often. Yeah, but I've seen Tarantino be on like talk shows and radio shows with like a black host so they can kind of swear and fuck right. And he just starts talking and acting black. Right. Yeah. And you're kind black of like, sin. yeah. Yeah. And, and like you're black watching, simile. Yeah. You're watching and you're just like, dude, you're from fucking Tennessee. Like you are, yeah. you are saying the wrong vernacular. Whenever he's on like sway in the morning. Yeah. 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 Watch those YouTube clips. Let me tell you about these motherfuckers. So yeah. <laughs> It's like, dude, you wrote you wrote Jackie Brown. Doesn't mean you can live in Jackie Brown. You are not Chris Tucker, motherfucker. Chris Mother Tucker. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, dude, Tarantino's a, a weird guy. I think he he wants people to just like him, and I think he really wants to be accepted by the black community. So I think that's part of the the black sin, you know. I, I again, I think Samuel Jackson coming to his defense helps a lot. Yeah, because like Spike Lee went started like accusing Tarantino of racism, and then Spike and then uh, Jackson came to his defense and said, "Look, he just happens to use a word because that's what we say." And he's being he's speaking from you know for the people and and he's like you know frankly he's he's doing it to make better movies which Spike Lee hasn't had in a while. It makes sense in the context of like Django mm-hmm. or Hateful Eight. Yeah, Hateful Eight. It makes sense. It makes sense from the black characters in like you know or the racist. I think the point right. is that whenever he uses it, it's usually a racist hillbilly using that word. Right. But it's also a lot of bombardment. It's a but lot of his it. character in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that a, a white dude with a black wife is going to be that loose with the N word. Maybe that's why he thinks he can because Bonnie's black. Maybe, but well, I, I think it's the opposite. I don't think any any white guy who's married to a black woman is they, ever gonna ever gonna say that word around her, and they'd be more sensitive to anybody else saying it. Right? right. Yeah. Be like, dude. I mean, it, it, by that logic, if Jimmy and, and uh, Jules and Vincent are in the same room, and Samuel Jackson said the word, or Vincent said the word, right? I could, I would be more okay with Jimmy being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't yeah. say that in my house." That would make more sense to me. But I, I do think Quentin loves that word. Like, think about like uh, uh, Scorsese and Taxi Driver writing himself oh. into his own movie as like the racist guy. But you know, that wasn't originally lives that, up there. That, no, don't say it. <laughs> that was drop dropping a clip here. <laughs> but that wasn't originally for him. He someone bowed out, right. and he said, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to fill in this role." And then I think De Niro convinced him, like, "You should do this role because, like, he's good in it." But it's kind of, I mean, in terms of the magnitude of Scorsese acting, I mean, I don't know if I prefer him in Taxi Driver or in fucking Shark Tale. Right. It's hard to determine which is the more appealing role. That's one of those scenes that I don't think is really needed, though. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it was experimental, and I think it was using the point of using that word to push the envelope. And and there, unfortunately, in, in my ethnicity, there is some kind of open racism for Italian Americans against black people. Right. I don't personally understand it. Um, but I mean, I, I, I've seen relatives just, you know, like claim they're not racist. And then someone, right. You know, a black guy cuts in front of them in traffic on a bicycle or something. And they go, Oh, you got them. Right. And I'm just like, what do you, why would you see that? You know? And then they say, I voted for Obama. Okay. Good for you. Motherfucker. It doesn't mean you can use that word. Right. So, I don't. I don't, th- I don't think I've ever. I've definitely said the word, but I don't think we are getting into some some heavy areas, here. dude. I've definitely said it, but I don't think I've ever said it in anger to somebody. No, I think I've, if I've ever said it, I think it's been as a like as a joke to someone who knows I'm not being serious. I th- I think usually it'd be like quoting something, like quoting a movie line, a Tarantino line, uh, the Sicilian scene. <laughs> Yeah, in true romance. Yeah. I mean, you know how difficult it is for me at, as, to work as a video store clerk, recommend true romance, and be like, "Oh man, you're gonna when you get to the Sicilian scene, you're gonna love it." Like, well, what's the Sicilian scene? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, okay, well, Dennis Hopper wants to piss off Christopher Walken, who's Sicilian. Okay, 
And he does it by telling him that Sicilians were spawned by blankety blank. And he's like, what's a blankety blank? Like, <laughs> right. Um, just watch the fucking movie, please. So I don't have to like get in trouble here. I heard that Kurt Russell is the voice of Elvis in that. No, Val Kilmer plays. Oh, him. no, Kurt, yeah, Val Kilmer Kurt plays. Russell, Kurt Russell's the voice of Elvis in Forrest Gump. Yeah, good yeah, pull, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And he had played Elvis a bunch of times. Like, yeah, he, was, he uh, the, like, I think John Carpenter made a movie. Yeah, yeah, the TV movie, yeah. Elvis, yeah. Which is bizarre. Say, son, show me that funny little walk you did there. I feel like Kurt Russell's lived his entire life trying to be Elvis Presley and, and John, John Wayne. Wayne for yeah. sure. <laughs> Oh, God. He's basically doing a John Wayne impression all through Hateful Eight. And it's delightful. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, yes, you know. It's if John Wayne was really just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's a stupendous John Wayne impression. And I, I personally am not even a fan of John Wayne. I've always thought he was overrated. But I, I would imagine that Tarantino would have been like, all right, give me John, right, give me John Wayne, but really pissed off. <laughs> Well, all right, you're pissed off at you. So, you know, you know what I think? I think a John Wayne impression is Catherine Hepburn if she was male. Yeah, basically. Oh, I can't deal with this bullshit. I learned that all right now. If you ever work like a really like like a labor intensive day or something, like that's basically every Hollywood badass is just a sore, tired dude. Do you think John Wayne even sounded like that in private? I don't know. I think he came home and talked normal. I don't know. He feels like a guy who just was that. He's like, oh, God. Every, all right, the camera's off me. Good. I could just be relaxed. He probably had, like, a smooth fucking, like... He had to have a gnarly voice. I mean, didn't he smoke, like, five packs of cigarettes a day? He was, like, a filterless smoker, well, everyone too. did. Fucking yeah. James Dean smoked... Well, that ultimately didn't fucking kill him. But, right. Uh, yeah, he smoked, like... Yeah, he got lucky. He died yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, Bogart, Bogart died of throat cancer. He was smoking like unfiltered, and then that was him trying to curb his cancer by switching to filters. Oh man! But he, I mean, that was, talk about a fucking death. I think he like weighed like eighty pounds when he died. Oh, that's dude. just bones at that point. Bones, and he didn't even have fucking hair. Even like uh, you know Judy Garland, you don't expect it, but she's on her you know cigarettes and and gin and, diet. Yeah, yeah, chicken soup, gin, and cigarettes. Did you see the trailer for this new? Judy Garland movie? No. Dude, Renee Zellweger. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> First off, Renee Zellweger can sing. She, you know, she did Chicago. And, and Renee can, can certainly fucking act. But who the fuck wants to see her as Judy Garland? Yeah, I'm not. I don't. How good could a Judy Garland movie be? I mean, it's going to be a depressing-ass movie. She was, a, you know, on Painkillers. Judy Garland was just the... The Broadway version of Marilyn Monroe, as far as I'm concerned. Sex symbol, pushed into movies at a young age, um, and then you know became basically uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol and just slowly watched her own career eclipse in front of her. Does this make a good movie, though, you know? But, I mean, it's, it makes an interesting biopic, but you have to cast the right person. I think, Renee, on paper, it might sound good, but when you look at it, you're like, wow, Renee Zilberger doesn't look like Judy Garland. Not to mention she's... Older playing Judy Garland when before like Judy Garland died. 
I mean, even in the, like, we had, the, like, the biopic years with, like... We still do. Walk the Line and Ray and all of the... And yeah. I don't think Ray Charles made for a great movie. I don't think Johnny Cash makes for a great movie. Well, they when they eventually make, like, a Willie Nelson movie, that's not going to be a great movie. That's already fucking half-baked. Are you kidding me? Uh, basically. It's just to be called bait. I just think that there's some people where, like, sure, they had an interesting life, but, like, like Carrie Fisher, for example... Yeah. I don't think that would make a great movie. Oh, I disagree. I think, I think it if made you go great deep, books. If you go deep in the psychosis of how fucking crazy she was and how she still was was super humorous about it and how she kind of also saw her own career eclipse a little bit. Right. And not to mention her husband turned out to be gay and, and you know, and her how you end it with how she dies and the following fucking day her mother dies. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can – I don't think you can make – I don't think you can fit that complex of a life into a, a good movie. A miniseries? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm still molding out for a good Sinatra biopic. Yeah. How come that hasn't happened? Well, it's happened. Put, uh, put uh, Woody Allen's son in it. Ronan? Yeah. Well, that's allegedly Sinatra's son. <laughs> I heard the rumor. Yeah. If you see a photo there of the two, of the three of them, you're like, wow, Ronan Farrow is definitely not a Conanberg. I also believe the uh, the Chloe, uh, Chloe Kardashian, O.J. Simpson thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I totally um, believe that. But Sinatra fucking, like, they, they've tried. Dude. They, they've so done as so much as straight-up biopics, but, like, they've done movies where, like, like they've done a, they did a, a Rat Pack HBO movie. Right. All right, so I'm going to give you the cast, okay? So you know the... the Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Uh, the five leads to the rat back, right? Yeah. So you got Joey Bishop. Yeah. I don't remember who the fuck played him. Um, I think it was... Uh, mm, Dave Coulier. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For the sake of this argument, it was Dave Coulier. Uh, Peter Lawford, you know, good-looking British, charming guy. They got uh, Angus McFain, the guy who played Robert the Bruce in Braveheart. Right. So, okay, yeah, whatever. Most, most confusing name in all of history, Robert the Bruce. Right. Um, not to mention there's a real guy named Robert Bruce. Right. Who, like, yeah. is in the Kevin Smith universe. Um, okay. Sammy Davis Jr., Don Cheadle. That worked amazingly well. Yeah. I mean, Don's a great actor, so he can, you know. Oh, he learned how to play, he learned how to tap dance, sing like Sammy, uh, twirl guns because Sammy was a quick draw in, like, three weeks. And play the trumpet. In, like, three weeks of preparation. Sammy and- also sucked dick and went to the Church of Satan. I don't know if that's true. That is true. He sucked dick? Oh, yeah. He said that in an interview once. Like He was like, oh, I tried everything once. Uh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, man. I tried everything. Cool, daddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just think, oh, me and Frank, we knew each other from way back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got me my start and I held he's him like, up. He's like a, like a drunk Kermit. Like, that's, yeah, that's, 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 same, re- that's really same. how I learned how to do it because I, I do a Kermit the Frog and you know, then you just kind of... Hey, cool man! You, you just, just swing it. You just have to kind of bobble your head, and <laughs> the Candyman makes, and then. But then, if you lower the pitch, and then out of New York, actually, you get Rio Romano. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> um, Deborah, Deborah, what are you doing? 
I'm blue, Frank Sinatra. Oh, no, that was Sammy. <laughs> um, okay, so Dean Martin was played by Joe Montana. Huh. He was, we got some varying ages going on here. Yeah, yeah. this is made in 98. Okay. So, okay. The big hitter, Sinatra. Now, on paper, I would agree this would work. But when you watch it like this, it's so fucking weird. Ray Liotta. Henry Hill. Yeah. I don't... And I think my problem was that he played it like Henry Hill. He played it just straight right. up Goodfellas. Like, look, on paper, Henry, uh, I'm uh, Ray Liotta, you know, right build, has an Italian last name, even though he was adopted, just adopted by an Italian right. family. He's got blue eyes, as far as I know. Yeah. He's got that swagger. He's got that kind of, you know, old school mafiosi thing that Sinatra really tried to, you know, bring to his service. He was always... He was always hanging around the rough crowd. Dude, he's ruined his face so bad now. I don't know what he's going to be in. His face was fucking ruined way back in, like, Field of Dreams. I know, but he's been doing the facelift, so his nose is getting wider. He's, oh, really? He's Mickey Rorking himself. He's looking rough now. <sighs> like, he looks so bad, I think the only thing he could be in is, is a uh, like, an Expendables movie, you Jigsaw? know? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, he would be perfect as Jigsaw. No, I want to play a game, Karen. I'm, it's such a bummer when people do that. But I got to show it to you because he's going full on cat person almost. And you, if you see it here, this is this is going to depress you. How is that not Carol Channing, dude? Wow. Here's the irony: is that like we kind of like were into his leathery skin. Yeah, like that. I mean, back then, yeah. he even said, like, oh, I, I look youthful because I had all this acne, and it kind of, like, tightens up and leathers the skin a little bit, but I still look good. But you can, as they do the facelift, you can see it, like, you know, they pull it back, back here, and it just, his I mean, nose is, like, to, to so be, much wider. To be fair, he's, you know, he's older, I mean, you know. But dude, just be older. How can be, he would have been, can't just be older like, in Hollywood, you know this shit. Redford pulls it off, you know, Newman pulls Redford it off. Redford has directing credits. Yeah. He can fuck he doesn't have to be in front of a camera anymore. Man, I mean he's just such Look a at Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood looked exactly the same over a hundred for seventy years. Yeah. When he was young, he still looked old. I mean, that's just how it is, dude. I, he he, st- he will always look like the fucking guy who said, get off my lawn. Yeah, it's like Steve Martin. You, you like, went gray yeah. at, like, you know, 29. Yeah. So you just look the same age for, like, exactly. three decades. And then you get your flip ones. Like, look at Keanu Reeves. That motherfucker is still a vampire. I swear <laughs> that dude just actually got bitten by Gary Oldman on the set of Dracula. Man, it's got to just be, like, clean living, though, you know? Keanu? Or yeah. just Um. That's all, all that martial arts he learned. Yeah, Maybe I mean, that's like, a secret. if you've if you've perpetually got to stay in shape for work, like you're going to be in this next martial arts movie or whatever, yeah. Like, so you, you've constantly got to be like eating well and like taking good care of yourself. Sure. So I think that's why you know dudes like Keanu look the way they do because he's probably you know taking pretty pretty decent care of himself. Sure, I would agree with that. Um, I would also say that he picks his roles very carefully. Mm. He doesn't just, I mean. The John Wick movies I liked, you know, I thought it was a. I was never a fan of Keanu Reeves, and I was never thought he was a good actor. Yeah, I, I mean, early on, like stuff like Parenthood and then Bill and Ted's, he was he was kind of the dude. Well, you know, you you you're buddies with the guy who's doing uh, Bill and Ted Three, is that right? I'm I'm buddies with uh, Ed Solomon, the guy who who wrote it. Oh, okay. He wrote that and he wrote Men in Black and stuff. He he was one of the people who like early on got into my paintings. And oh, found wow. Found me on Twitter and. 
wanted a painting, so I sold him one, and then I got another one. I got a mail to him. So you think you could swing Keanu Reeves on Bottas gear? <clears throat> I don't think I could pull it off. <laughs> I even like I don't even try and bother Ed a whole lot. Like I, I stay out of his DMs and stuff. Like I asked him a couple of questions about the original Bill and Ted's. Yeah. Uh, my mom lived in San Dimas, and I was like, "Did anything get shot there?" And apparently, it was all shot in Arizona. But and you're like, "What was Carlin like?" That kind of shit. No, I I try real hard to just like not bug people too much. As so. far, which is funny because you bug everybody on Twitter. I know, <laughs> just my presence there, dude. I still think one of the funniest videos I've ever seen was you cutting your hair. <laughs> dude, I share that shit to everybody. I knew that was gonna go bad from the minute I, I tried it, but. But but so you're saying it was an accidental video? It, you actually tried to just cut your hair? Yeah, and, yeah. I just thought like this looks easy because at the time I was oh my god, I was dude, you played that, it like, off like it was like like it comes out like such a natural bit. So it was just a yeah, happy it was accident. Just, yeah, I just filmed it and just thought I'm gonna try and cut my hair. And then uh, at the time I was just trying things that I thought were easy. Uh-huh. So like I thought putting on makeup looked easy. Like I've known a lot of people that could put on makeup, and I thought I'm a smart guy, I can figure this out. And I tried the makeup, that didn't work out. It's not as easy. And then I made a, I made a bold claim at work. I was uh, like outside smoking with my like uh, my buddy Jamie, and I was like, um, I'll bet tap dancing is pretty easy. Oh, you just put on the sake. fucking shoes and you just go for it and just flick your fucking ankles. And re- re- yeah, I thought, yeah, like well, I can you know like I can fucking pull a Sammy without the dick sucking. So it was going on for like a week. We were watching like like video footage, and she'd show me like Bob Hope tap dancing. I'm like, this old guy can do it. Like Bob Hope can't kick flip. I can kick flip. That's like more complicated footwork. I can fucking tap dance. So she was like, all right, put your money where your mouth is, and got me shoes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't fucking tap dance. It's very difficult. Yeah, I took tap. I know what the fuck. It's awful. But yeah, it was it was basically at the time like I was trying things that I thought looked easy, and I thought, well, cutting your hair looks easy, makeup, tap dancing, every single thing that I tried, I failed at miserably. Cutting your hair is easy if you shave it all off. That's, yeah, that's what me. I ended up having to yeah, do. Yeah, take it from me. I cut my own fucking hair, but I cut everything off. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's my secret is I'm actually losing my fucking hair, but no one knows that shit because right. I go completely bald. <laughs> hey, I, I no still I still think I could cut somebody else's hair. I think I could just. But, but I don't it, think anybody will let me try. Dude, my dad had me cut his hair recently. Really? Yeah. And just it, like, go for it. He, My dad has got this fucking giant, I mean, it's, it's not an afro because he's Italian, so I call it a doo-wop. Yeah. But like, it's long and curly and, and I mean, my dad's, my dad's 80. My dad's 80 fucking years old. And like, he always had like black hair and now it's kind of gray and now, now he, my dad had an accident recently where he broke his fucking leg. Falling with a ladder. Oh, God. Like, he didn't fall off the ladder. The ladder said no, and he slid with it and broke his uh, his femur in multiple spots and had to have his whole knee replaced. So, because of that, he's, like, aging even more rapidly. And he's had a rough month. His best friend died. His dog oh, died. So, he... My dad has <laughs> never wanted to go to the barber. My dad just... Uh, his hair has always been as long as it has been since I've known him. Occasionally, he'll get a fucking trim from someone... But then it, it never goes, like, super long. It's always just this long thing about, like, neck level. So he's like, yeah, Rico, you cut my hair. I said, uh, you take one look at me. Do you think I'm successful at this shit? <laughs> right. Like, uh, I'll, I'll, Dad, I'll, I'll try. And, like, I like I fucked it up. But it works because he's never going to leave the house. Right. So it's fine. But I'm, And I kept saying, like, Dad, 
I'll do what I can, but I apologize in advance. And then he looked in the mirror, he's like, ah, it looks pretty good. I'm like, you don't see the back, motherfucker. You look like shit. <laughs> and I said, I'm like, well, I'll just shave your fucking head. He's like, oh, that was, I don't know if that'd be a look, good look for me. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You look grow back, bitch. Like, right. So, yeah, I, did, I will never cut anybody's hair. Unless they're like, hey, you know, I've got the, I can't reach this one side. Can you get this one thing? Right. That's different, but. I've had people be like, hey, can you shave my neck? I'm like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh. You know, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I guess it's just in in the world of grooming. But I knew, like, <clears throat> people that dated each other, more so in high school, mm-hmm. that would pop each other's zits. Do you do that? I mean, we do it for the hard-to-reach places. Man. Like, look, we're I'm a fucking heavy dude. Like, I got folds. Right. And they're all heavy. So, like, if I get, like, something that I can't see because my gut's in the way, or if there's something that's small on my back, yeah. I've had those, like, yeah, like, those weird, like, you get, like, a big back zit that's, like, one of those, like, cystic ones that hurts, but it's, like, if I can't reach it, it's just, that one's just going to stay. Or you just, like, find a wall just trying to... (laughs) Yeah, get it on the door jam. (laughs) No, I mean, to get really fucked... Look, this episode's going to be fucking all over the place. (laughs) CJ, if you're listening to this... This is why, like, OC and I meet for the first fucking time. <laughs> um, I've had, like, zits where I didn't know I had a zit on my back. And then, like, rubbed against the wall to get past something. And all of a sudden, ow, mother fuck, what just, what did I just do to my Right. So, yeah, Steph, Steph has popped pimples on me. And, you know, and, and I've never had anybody do that for me. You haven't met the right woman, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I also think, like... Like, uh, I don't think I could ever do, like, a pedicure. I wouldn't want, like, somebody touching my feet. I've never gotten a massage in my life. I don't what? think I'd... Yeah, I don't think I would like somebody massaging me. Yeah, I mean, you hugged me when we first met. Or you yeah, no, I'm, I'm, like, an affectionate person. And, like, you know, like, in a relationship, I'm, like... How fucking ugly are your toes? You're giving shit to Jennifer they're, Garner. They're but, fine. So, like, what's... what's you just... I don't know. I'm you just weird can't about... give someone twenty dollars to fucking clean up your toes. I'm weird about strangers touching me. I guess it, it feels like it would be uncomfortable. So because we talked for a year on Twitter, I'm no longer a stranger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I... And like a hug is different. Like I would probably hug a stranger if it was like that. That guy over there needs a hug. Like yeah. come here, dude. But like just somebody like rubbing my shoulders or like you know like well, what about filing what? shit off my you're, feet? It feels like yeah, but you'll eat food given to you by a total stranger. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, like, you know, those those ladies that work at the pedicure place, like, yeah. I don't think I would want to eat something that they prepared. Be like, you're, you're, but that's you got not, foot hands. Those are tainted. You, but you have no clue. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen what the person what the waiter was touching before he gave you your food that's true you I no, don't want to know you have no clue what the bartender was touching when he gave you a drink yeah whether it was canned wine or you not you know what I would do I would do the thing where you put your feet in the like the bucket with the little fish that yeah. eat the dead skin yeah. I'd be fine with a fish touching me were you a fan of the shape of water or something no I never saw it actually okay <laughs> I call I call it grinding new <laughs> I know kind of the basic premise isn't it like a it's like splash but x-rated <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of the guy who plays the fish, uh, Doug Jones. I, I mean, that dude's like, uh, I mean, he's the best working mime I can think of at the top of my head. It's a merman? 
He's a... You saw Hellboy? Yeah. Okay, so remember, like, Abe Sabian? Yeah. That. Yeah. It's just that. It's the same guy. Really? Yeah, it's Doug Jones. Isn't it... Is it, like, a, a gay merman love affair movie? I know. It's a man with a deaf woman, I think. Oh, I thought it was, like, Paul Giamatti. When a fish fucks a... Wo- no, that's, that's fucking uh, Lady in Water. Oh, okay. Or Lady in the Lake or <laughs> I'm something. I'm confusing two movies. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this movie Shape, sounds pretty amazing. No, Shape of Water is the like... a gay romance. Paul Giamatti's a writer. And yeah. there's a merman in the pool. That's an, M, that's an M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong film. Yeah, I like it, mate. I, I like his movies. I mean, made some good movies. Have, I mean, you, I, have you gone back on, like, seen Signs? I still... I love Signs. I did not fucking get Signs. I, wa- I rewatched The Happening recently, and I was like... It's what? Like, it's not no. that bad. It's all right. With fucking Mackie Mack? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, come, he's so good in I Heart Huckabees, I swear. Like, I've still never seen it because I'm not, I don't know how I feel about David O. Russell. I, I love him. I love that movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. I Heart Huckabees is your favorite movie of all time. It is. Okay. It hit me at the right time, man. I was a, I had just dropped out of college. I was a philosophy major, and I actually, <laughs> okay. I, uh, I had to like work some stuff out with like the admissions people at the college, so I could take a full roster of just philosophy classes. So I had, I had uh, philosophy one hundred and one, logic, and then uh, God, there was like another one. Uh, and uh, yeah, I started going to college. And just immediately became like a bottle a day alcoholic. Oh my god! And just college didn't work out for me, so I I dropped out and like I went moved out into the desert. And uh, yeah, that movie came out, and it was like right after I dropped out, and I went and I saw it by myself because I didn't know anybody out there. I just moved to this new area, uh-huh. and it's it's so much about these people that are struggling with philosophical concepts. Like, more so than their own, like, real-life struggles, right. you know? Like, you're failing at real life, dude. Like, you don't need to go tackle the questions of the universe. Right. And that's so much of where I was at the time. It just hit me perfectly. Hey, man, I, if you can relate to a movie, I'm grateful, as long as it's not, like, fucking Halloween or something. Like, you Yeah. Know, no, I, don't I understand. Oh, or, like, The Joker. Did you see The Joker? I haven't yet. You want my two cents on it? Yeah. Okay, so, um, you've seen Taxi Driver. You, have you seen King of Comedy? No. If you want some good Scorsese, King of Comedy is fucking amazing. Is that the uh, the De Niro? Yeah. Well, uh, that's hard to determine which De Niro Scorsese. Right. Yeah. yeah. But he is a <laughs> – it really mirrors Joker in a, in a fucked up way. Almost to the point where, like, of course De Niro is going to be a Joker because it's based on two of his fucking movies. Uh, De Niro plays a stand-up comic who desperately wants to do a monologue, the opening monologue for a talk show host. Talk show host is played by Jerry Lewis. And he kidnaps Jerry Lewis and basically holds him ransom so that he can do the opening monologue for his show. Right. So Joker is the descent into madness of how society just sucks, taxi driver, and then ends with him going on stage essentially doing a killing joke. Spoilers for for those who haven't seen it. It's, It's a depressing fucking movie. And, like, I've seen depressing movies... But, like, you you know going into this, like, okay, he's going to put on the makeup. He's going to become a criminal. He's going to be the Joker. But I don't want to be sympathetic to the Joker. The right. Joker is a murderer, and he's a criminal, and he, and every every villain has got some tragedy in their life, to a certain degree. But it doesn't mean we have to find an excuse to condone it, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And I think the movie would have been fan-fucking-tastic if it just wasn't called Joker. Take it, take it out of Gotham. Don't have Thomas Wayne. Don't have any of that shit. 
just have a guy go, just combine fucking Taxi Driver and King Kong, the king of Taxi Drivers. Like, right. you know, don't fucking, but there is some, there is also the political standpoint where I was legit terrified going to the movie theater. Like, I've never been scared of going to see a movie in public out of fear that I may get shot. Yeah, I mean, there was like, what was it? The, uh, Colorado. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And the guy who did the shooting called himself the fucking Joker. Yeah. And he dyed his hair orange and he fucking, you know, did what he did and he, you know, was obsessed with Batman and all that shit. I, we are living in a fucking time. Fuck the Me Too movement. We're in a fucking time where it's like men are so pissed off that they get rejected by women. They start shooting people. Yeah. And unfortunately... The conservative side, the the MAGA side, kind of condones this shit, you know. And and we already have too many fucking shootings in schools. We don't need another fucking movie. Not to say that movies start violence because people have been violent before movies were even a thing. But I don't need people to be sympathetic and identify with it. I don't want fucking some other dude to be like, oh, dude, I totally understand the Joker. Because yeah, I, I think there's a good way to do it though. You could identify it in a way where it's like. Oh, this is what we need to watch out for, mm-hmm. rather than glorifying it. I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so <clears throat> look. I, I think it just it came out the wrong time. Do you think I, you could kill a man? Do I? Do you think if I I could kill a man? Yeah. Do you think you could? It depends on the context. Yeah, I know. So like, like let's run through it. Okay. Like, like uh, what a fucking question. You uh, you yeah. know this person is guilty of a heinous crime, and you'll get away with it. Like government license to kill, kill, kill this guy. What's the crime? Uh, he's a child murderer. He's a serial killer. He's he's murdered numerous kids. Yes. You think you could do it? I think I probably could do it. Do you think you could do it like up close and personal? Like, I think I'd probably close my eyes and shoot. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I dude. don't. I think I would probably in this situation. This is not a confession in any way. <laughs> I think heat of the moment, like defending like my own life or yes, something. Like I, I, I think I could do the self defense kill, but I don't know if I could walk into a room and like. Like, the one that gets me is Baby Hitler. Like, oh, I go back in time and kill Baby Hitler. Like, that's that's pretty dark. Nice throwback to Don Cheadle again. Um, because that's, like, a whole thing of, like, killing Thanos, like, Baby Thanos. Right, like, yeah. Um, let me put it this way. If some... I would be more likely to kill someone if someone's... If one of my friends or family members is in the middle of being raped or abused or, or something. Right. If, if it was, they're going to shoot my friend... Unless I take care of it first, uh, yeah. That I, would I ever go up to a total stranger and just pop in the head? No. Yeah, like even like million dollars kill a random person walk into a room. I don't think I could do that. I couldn't live with myself. I don't know if I could even do that. That you know, you press a button and it kills someone out in the world. Right. The box. The yeah. box. Yeah. You have no fucking clue who they are. You get a million dollars. I think I would have a hard time debating on that one. I think I'd have to get like counsel. I'd have to be like, let me, you know, I'd have to look at my bills <laughs> first and be like, I mean, because it, there's always the chance it could be someone I know. Right. The last thing I want to do is be responsible for, oh, I killed my brother. I love that in that movie, had they not pressed it, it stopped with them. Yeah. Nobody would have collected it. It doesn't yeah. move on to anybody yeah. else. Yeah. You just put it on the shelf. Yeah, we don't touch that button. There was there was no repercussions on that. Right. What, I, yeah, that's a fucking weird question. And Going back to, to Baby Hitler for a second, I have a great idea for a comic book maybe, but this is dark. Uh, so you've got Baby Hitler. Yeah. How, how young? Just baby <laughs> like, like Baby Hitler. So okay. uh, Does he have the stash? This is the story. You've got, yes, of course he has the stash. Okay. You've got uh, 
Hasidic Jews now, they've secretly been working on time travel for hundreds of years so that they could go back in time and prevent the Holocaust by killing baby Hitler. Okay. So, like, you know, kind of modern day, maybe, you know, dis- or like near future. Time after time type of shit. Right. So okay. they've secretly invented this machine, and then they're just sending waves and waves of assassins back in time to kill Hitler. So Hitler lives his life as this young kid, constantly being attacked by Hasidic Jewish assassins, and that's how he learns to not like the Jews. Like, he's like, man, these people are always trying to kill me. we got to just get rid of all of them. So, just because you look like Ryan Johnson, you have to steal his fucking idea for Looper as well. It's or, Yeah, it's like, but it's you, fucking, you, you've got that, the Hitler element in there, too. It's like Terminator 2, but John Connor is Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, dude. No? <laughs> just no. I, I would love the idea that, like, Jews from another time would realize this, and then you would have... It would be like Ballistic X versus Sever. It would be Hasidic Jew assassin protecting Hitler from the other because he realizes that, you know... I, w- I would like to see this as, like, an exploitation fucking movie. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, you do it, like, Grindhouse style. Yeah. Like, like just... Like, you take the concept of Jews in space and then, like, right. cross... Cross it with like a glorious bastard. You could do a comedy style, you know. So you've got these Hasidic Jewish assassins with like, you know, the only way it could happen. Like I couldn't make this movie because oh, I, I hope I'm not. a Catholic. They'd be like, no way. Were you? But if yeah, but if I could get uh, you know Mel Brooks to make this movie, I would love for Mel Brooks just to make any movie at this point. I know, dude. That he's, dude's never gonna make another movie. I don't think so. I mean, he still is. He's a young hundred, but like, still, he he lost all the drive. Remember he's talking about Spaceballs too. I would love Spaceballs 2. I, would I don't love... even like Spaceballs 1. What? No. How could you hate Spaceballs 1? It's, I don't hate it, but there are movies I like and movies I used to like. That's a movie I used to like. What stopped? I don't know. It's just not fun to me anymore. That humor's like... It's like... Is that the same for all Mel Brooks films? No. Some like The Producer still makes me laugh. History okay. of the World. Blazing Saddles is meh. It's like... Really? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff... And weirdly, like I think the fart scene is kind of stupid. <laughs> I, I I could agree with that. I think I think there's there's childish humor. There's the first viewing, which is hysterical, and then you're like, all right, let's fast forward. I think Blazing Saddles is important because of like at the time and like the the pro black message of that movie. Yeah. <coughs> Young Frankenstein still is hysterical. So good. Yeah. So good. The the minute that song starts and Peter Boyle's singing happens, yeah. like I just bust Put it out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so I still think I still like Dracula Dead and loving it and Robin That's, and Robin yeah. and Men in Tights. Men in Tights is all right. I mean, I those are the movies that I saw more than in any of the other movies. So on the way up here, uh, we drove past this place called the the Miller Retarding Basin. The Miller Hudawada? It's the Retarding Basin. I guess it retards or slows down the the okay. flow of water. Okay. But just seeing the sign, I just kept thinking about it, and I thought like they have like a picnic area there and stuff, and I just thought because of the name. Like, oh God! It's just you... like this guy, just like, why'd you make me come here, honey? Holy <laughs> this shit! This is the worst picnic ever. <laughs> or if you drink enough milk, you become a carry. Uh, <laughs> that was all I was saying. That had nothing to do with me, man. Worst joke ever. Oh my God! Now no. it is <laughs> the retarding basin. <laughs> I don't understand how that became 
like uh, uh, such a, a derogative word. Um, Doesn't it describe a thing? So when you're saying like, you know. Yeah, like, but there's always a negative connotation to it. It's always like, oh, you're retarded. Right. It's, but it's. You could you could use another word. It's like yeah. it's, it's it is. I'm not saying it's as bad, but it's like a white supremacist point of view. Be like, well, I'm just going to call this black guy the N word because that's that's just another way of calling it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, if somebody says don't don't say that, it's offensive. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's never my intent. Of course not. You but some have, of them get weird because it. it's like disabled, right? Handicapped. Crippled. Doesn't I, it all kind of mean the same thing? Well, crippled... I'm not a midget, I'm a little person. Like, little person seems more diminutive than saying, like, oh, yeah, I have... I'm a midget, or, or I'm a, I have dwarfism. But that's not our... That's not our place to... It's their right to choose. I guess, but why does it change? Because they don't know what the fuck they want. <laughs> <laughs> you know midgets. Yeah. They've had up to here with that shit. Um, but... There is that – look, my dad taught special ed. Mm. So I had a whole kind of unique way of looking at this where I did – when I was young and stupid as opposed to just now where I'm just stupid, I I used the word retarded because I didn't fully understand it could hurt somebody. Right. And my dad, of all people, who is very liberal and you know, lets me say whatever the fuck I want to say. And you know, my dad came from you – know, my dad's the child of an Italian immigrant and he grew up in Massachusetts. So, like, he's got that East Coast kind of mentality. And he, but then he moved out to, like, San Jose. He actually went to school out here yeah. in San Jose. So, um, but, like, my, my dad had like, had, like, a friend who was Lithuanian. He called him a Polak. Like, just that kind of old, like, 40s, right. 50s way of, like, oh, yeah, you're a crowd. No, I'm a, I'm a giddy and shit like that. But, like, my dad flipped out on me when I – where I saw someone who um, – had Down syndrome and I said, oh, look at that retard. And my dad's like, you do not ever say that fucking word in front of me. Yeah. Or at all. And I, it took me a... It took, someone likes it. It took me a... Like, he actually... I volunteered to help the special ed class in elementary school. Like, I brought, like, puppets and shit. Like, yeah. You know, I didn't have any friends. So I said, well, I'll, I'm not going to sit alone at lunch. I'll just hang out with these kids. And so I had a whole new appreciation. I mean, the, the word itself doesn't offend me. Um, but I, I've seen, I've stood by and seen that word thrown at them. But the crazy thing is, is that for, for my perception, hence, uh, mentally handicapped people, they don't care. They don't fucking, it doesn't bother them because they're happier than us. Right. There is that extra fucking chromosome where they, it shouldn't be called down syndrome. It should be called fucking up syndrome because they're always happy. They have a big fucking smile on their face half the time. And I'm not saying that they have. They don't have hardships and they're not sad, but like they, their whole fucking thing is, I'm just grateful to be alive. Are you kidding me? You know, there was a, uh, my ex-wife, like she had this apartment when I first met her and there was a kid that he was like on a work program and stuff. So he was this guy with Down syndrome. He was maybe like mid twenties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was in the apartment above her. He worked at the local McDonald's. Everybody knew this kid. who was like a good kid and he was yeah. learning to live on his own. So like once a week people would come check on him and stuff. Sure. And uh, this gets kind of dark, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, because we didn't talk about baby fucking Hitler <laughs> ten minutes ago. So, like, one night we're in our apartment, we can hear him crying upstairs, and it's like, oh, fuck, I, like, I hope he's okay. And uh, the next day, like, his, his, like, person came to go check on him, and it wasn't working out. Like, his living alone, it was like, here's how you buy groceries and stuff like that. Right. For some reason, he went and he blew all of his food money on Dr. Pepper and paper towels. Every time he got... 
his like grocery money, he'd go to the grocery store and he'd just buy two liter bottles of Dr. Pepper and paper towels. He thought he needed paper towels. So they went to go check on him and oh, like no. for a week, that's all he had. He had no food. He just had Dr. Pepper and he was just crying at night because he was like confused and hungry and just had. That's fucked up. It's pretty dark. That's do you know the? There's an epilogue he, to that story. He moved out and he moved back in with his parents. and okay. probably continued the project. But I watched this documentary about this kid who was uh, he had Down syndrome and he was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And his parents were like 70s and 80s. Yeah, and it was really like sad because they're like, we have to make plans for for our who's death. Gonna, who's going to take care of him after yeah. we die? And uh, you know, like. The, uh, the the dad was kind of a frail man. He was talking about how he's got to shave his son and stuff. And he yeah. was like, he's big enough that he can, you know, if he screws around or swings his arms or something, I mean, he could really injure me. Yeah. It's I, it's I saw- really intense. Like, it's it's got to be such a heavy feeling as a parent because you want to make sure your kids are, are able to, to handle themselves when you die. Of course. And there's such an uncertainty if, if your child has any kind of setback like that or right. – or just any other physical disability, you know, like confined to a wheelchair or something. There and, un- be- and unfortunately, there is this n- massive distrust in the government, hospitals, everything. Right. It's like, you know, they say they'll care for my child, whether it's someone with, you know, a mental uh, deficiency or not. Right. Just someone to look after my kid. My, I mean, my dad worries about me. All. I'm 28. Yeah. And, like, my dad's, like, told me, he's like, yeah, you know, if, whenever, if I ever get somebody, I'm just going to, you know give you a, a trust and I'm like why it's like because if I give it to you spend it all I'm like give me some fucking credit like you know I've paid bills I've had apartments right like, I live with my mother now but it's just because the Bay Area is fucking expensive yeah so and I work at a video store but there is that I mean I don't have children so I you you do you are a father right so I don't have that mentality of you know if anything it's not like oh fuck I don't want anything to happen to me because it's my life it's, I don't want anything to happen to me because I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen to my kid. Right. So I, I, I applaud any parent that still has that mentality. I've had, I've seen parents that clearly don't think of their fucking kids. You know, yeah. every, every time I've walked by a fucking locked car and a kid's inside because the parent just, you know, want to go shopping and, you know, but I, I also understand the parents as well, which is like, I need a fucking break. You know, I got nieces and nephews, and I get it. Like, every once in a while, you're just like, fuck, color a book. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, right. stop following in the bathroom, for Christ's sake. But you also have a responsibility. If you can't, if if you have to go shopping, you take your fucking kid in with you. You can't just leave. The, it's the same thing. Whenever I see someone at a movie theater bring their kid to a fucking loud-ass violent movie because they want to go see the movie... You shell out the extra fucking money and you pay for a sitter. Don't bring your fucking yeah. kid to see the Joker. We saw people bring their kids to the Joker. Dude. And I, and I heard people, like little, little, little kids, like three-year-olds. And I'm sure in someone's like, oh my God, Batman. No, motherfucker's not Batman. This is all about the Joker. It's like, here, you want to see a movie about Two-Face? It's not, it has nothing to do with Batman. Just here, we're going to show this half-fucking-acid face oh, for an hour and a half. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> I didn't know what we were talking about to begin with. I think I think my first movie was E.T. And that's kind of a kid's movie, but it, it horrified me. I agree. It's a kid's movie that is fucking scary. Yeah, I think I was like maybe three. And they were like, he's old enough to go to the movies. Well, they didn't <clears> give <throat> a fuck back then. There were yeah. people going to see Jaws. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
But like I, I didn't. I was too young to see ET in theaters. But like, I remember watching on VHS. Even at my age, like when I look at it, that's not when that movie came out. So it had to be like, we're we're showing it again. You know? Yeah. You must. Have, they they probably did a re-release. Or something. Maybe. But like when in the beginning part, <clears throat> ET is fucking scary. Yeah. And then the like sounds and fucking shitty that he does. It's a creep. It, that's why. Like, is it good or bad for kids though that we've dumbed down their entertainment? Um, because I grew up on like Mister Rogers, was just like a dude, you know, and like I have puppets I, and stuff. But yeah, but I always found Mister Rogers a little creepier than ET. And I don't remember like the world being so kid friendly when I was growing up. It was like it wasn't. It was everyone like, was on like, cocaine. Yeah, we're just, we're watching Law and Order or whatever. Like I watched a ton of Law and Order when I was a little kid. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, I kind of got that that my my dad put on. I had to watch whatever my dad was watching. So I watched a whole. I still have those things where I'm like, I remember a scene. I have no fucking clue what movie it is, and I know it's way too adult for me. And I know it's gonna happen. Like, like I remember watching the movie Wild Things at five, and having no fucking clue what was going on, and then refinding it on TV, be like, holy fuck, this is that movie, dude. Yeah. Holy shit, this is fucking. I I think I hit puberty when I saw Wild Things at five. But then I was able to relive my puberty. But, I mean, my mom was my mom was very different than my dad. My mom would be like, you can't watch this because it's Y7. Remember that, like, right. like rating? Yeah. It's like, she wouldn't let me watch most of anything on Cartoon Network. But I could watch anything I want on Nickelodeon. It was so bizarre. See, like, so, I mean, you, you grew up in, in the generation where there was, there was, like, a channel just for you, yeah. you know? Whereas you were like... Okay, we're we're gonna watch. Yeah, like this. I guess I'm watching the Beverly Hillbillies because yeah, it's like the best thing that's on. You know, I guess I remember watching movies that uh, just had like that certain look about them. Like if they had a shitty quality to the filming, it'd be like, "There's definitely gonna be some boobs in this movie." You mm-hmm. know, all scrambled and everything. My go-to like jerk-off material was a <laughs> was a VHS of the Wall that my dad had because there's a scene where a chick shows her boobs. Oh, you must have ray round that shit and paused it. Yep, it's like it's like a warped section on that tape after a while because it's like the, the, yeah. I'm trying to think, what was mine? I just don't know if it's better or worse for children to to grow up where there's things that are just for them. Like, I mean, I think there are options, and I also think like like <coughs> I like I have nephews, <coughs> and I lost my I, I my heart broke as an uncle when I tried putting on the Lion King. Because that was like the movie for like right. you know when you're when you're a little kid growing up in '94, that's the fucking movie. And my nephew said, "I don't like the Lion King." I'm like, "How the fuck do you not like the Lion King, dude?" I was like, "Well, what do you like?" He's like, "I like Despicable Me, and I like old school Mickey Mouse." I'm like, "Let me see this old school Mickey Mouse because I don't think you know what you're talking right. about." Right, <laughs> like Steamboat Willie. <laughs> no, dude. He's, he, I mean, he showed me his version of Mickey Mouse. His version of Mickey Mouse looks like. The animators of Ren and Stimpy did it. What like, is that? Like it's this new version of Mickey and and Goofy and Donald, and they look like they're drawn by crackheads. And I'm like, this is not. All of a sudden, I felt way fucking older. I'm like this is not the Mickey I grew up. Like, right? What the fuck is this? I mean, but I grew up on like Warner Brothers cartoons yeah. and stuff. That stuff was like, it was it's violent timeless. as fuck, but it was still clean and it's kind of timeless. Yeah, I was always a, a Tom and Jerry fan. 
If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. No, like I, I think maybe it's it's detrimental to have your entire world be stuff that's directed directly at you. I would agree. I think kids. I mean, I branched out with all sorts of shit. Right. I I was terrified of the concept of horror films, but I still was intrigued by them. Right. Yeah. It's like, that, like I would go to the video stores and just look at the cover. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I needed. I just needed a rush of looking at the back of the cover and trying to imagine what the fuck is Children of the Corn really about. Right. And then eventually, gradually, like, kind of late night on AMC, be like, oh, there's Halloween 4. I wonder what this is going to be. And then you're like, fuck this noise. I remember being horrified by, like, horror movies and ghosts and stuff like that. Like, I watched Pet Cemetery, and it totally changed the way I slept. Yeah. Just that scene where, like, you know, the brain guy, he walks by the, the bedroom door and goes, like, oh, hey, doc, you know? Nice I started sleeping with my head, like, jammed in between the, the, like, wall in my bed just so I wouldn't see a ghost. But now it's, like... What what terrifies me has changed now. Injuries terrify me. Like, and I grew up on Rotten.com looking at the yeah. worst stuff. Yeah, I can't look at any of that stuff E-fucked. anymore. Like, yeah, I can't. Like injuries, any injury just becomes a phobia for me. And like, I'm so aware of stuff that I don't want to see. Like, I tried to watch The Devil's Rejects recently. Yeah, and there's that like almost rape scene. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Just turned it off. I agree. I agree. anything with violence towards children. I'm like. Yeah. I'm out, like, like Walking Dead, when that baby was in peril. I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to watch this at all anymore. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. There's Once you experience life, right. and, like, in your case, have a child, or in my case, have nephews. I mean, we watched uh, Black Klansman, and I had to pause it halfway. Did you see it? No. So, you know the you know the premise of it? Yeah. And I hear Topher's amazing. Topher's great, but you hate the motherfucker. Right. And the guy who plays the, the, the main, the black guy... Um, is Denzel Washington's kid. Oh, cool. Looks nothing like him, sounds just like him. And, and you know, Adam Driver, you got your fucking Kylo Ren, random little you know, role in there. He's good in it as well. I was never a big Spike Lee fan, but goddamn, we were talking earlier about Quentin Tarantino using the word. I could watch an entire Quentin Tarantino movie with the N-word throughout it and, and kind of be fine with it. This for This fucking movie affected me so goddamn harsh that there's a there's a scene where it because it shows the white supremacists and the Ku Klux Klan's point of views, and there's a scene where one of them is like cuddling and spooning his you know wife, and if you just looked at them, you're like, all right, these are blue you know collar working class you know fucking rednecks, you know they they're doing what they're doing, they blah blah blah, blah. and then she looks matronly, she's got you know she's heavy set, she's got an apron, she's like, you would you have some biscuits like that whole fucking thing, and they're cuddling. And they're talking about exterminating black people and Jews as they're cuddling. Right. And I'm like, this, I can't, like, I paused and I said, I need a fucking, like, I need, like, dessert. I need ice cream to fucking cleanse this palate. And I warned every person. And I think what it hit me was my half-brothers are half-Jewish. Right. Same father, different mother. So, 
my nephews are Jewish, and I think it just kind of hit me in a whole real life kind of way. Like, yeah, there's people out there that yeah, just like especially oh, yeah. now. Like that was the whole point of the movie. Was like, yeah, this was happening in the fucking seventies. This is happening now. That's the whole point. Right. So I all of a sudden became very socially aware of my my, my nephews are gonna be fine. They grew up in Piedmont. Right. Like they're gonna be fine, but they're also gonna be very sheltered. There, there's gonna come a time where they're gonna read about the Holocaust and fucking have this identity crisis of, I was Jewish. Why the fuck is this happening to me? Dude, I always wondered what that was like for other, and like growing up in elementary school. Like my best friend was Jewish, and I just knew like it's a different experience when you have to learn about the Holocaust and and like you from, come from a Jewish family and it's like from my grandma went through this. You yeah. Know? Well, they don't hold back. They t- the Jews fucking will tell their kids and their grandkids right. like like from day one. Like, this is what happened to us. Don't ever fucking forget it. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, there's the whole thing. There's the stereotype of Jewish guilt. Because it's fucking instilled on them from, from day one. I mean, my, I'll tell you a story. My grandmother, my father's mother, was not so much a racist, but fucking hated everybody. She hated Jews. She hated black people. She hated Italians. And she was Italian. And my, you know, I mean, I'm with her. They're Italians in the Worst. Oh, eat shit. Yeah, you know what's the worst is uh, Catholics. <laughs> um, but my, I kind of agree. Yeah. <laughs> At least, I mean, like my, you would think that I would be raised Catholic, but I'm not. I was raised atheist of all fucking things. Oh, man. My dad was a Catholic, and then was raised Jehovah's Witness from ten to twenty. Oh, that's so weird. And then from twenty, he became an what atheist. A bummer, dude. At ten, to just be like, no more birthdays, no more Christmas, none <sighs> of this shit, and you have to do all this crap for free. Knock, knock, knock. We talked about a watchtower. That's such a bummer oh, religion. Dude, my dad wants to come on the podcast and just fucking want a whole rant. Like, right. I was like, all right, dad, let's see what happens. An old-ass 80-year-old man be like, Thomas witnesses are awful, and here's why. <laughs> so my grandmother, I was, I, this is before I was even born. My grandmother, my mother, my father, and one of my brothers are in the car. And the first thing that my grandma said, apparently, when she came into Oakland, she was from... Uh, Massachusetts, what she said. God damn, there's a lot of blanks in Oakland. First thing she fucking said. Right. And my mother was like, Mary, you can't say that. What the I, fuck is wrong with you? I think you? that's on the sign where it's like, welcome to Oakland. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Oakland. You're not allowed to say the end word. Um, so they're in the car, and my, and my grandmother, Mary, who I've never met. She died before I was born. Um, was going on a fucking rant about Jews. And my brother... If I wasn't born, my brother must have been at least nine or ten. And kind of probably learning about the Holocaust and being kind of aware of what being Jewish is. His grandparents, his grandparents were Jewish, his mother is Jewish, his stepfather is Jewish, his twin is Jewish. So he was sniffling in the back seat and was getting really uncomfortable. And he finally had the my brother went to law school years later, so he has the balls to stand up to anybody. All right. So Alex said, you know, Grandma, I'm Jewish. My mother's Jewish. My grandparents are Jewish, and my brother is Jewish. Are you saying that we're all awful, too? And she apparently said, oh, no, you, you guys are good Jews, not those bad, awful Jews. And my brother started crying, but he's still, like, gritting his teeth and trying to, like, right. meet the Italian is coming out and battling with the Jew a little bit. <laughs> and my dad sees what's going on and kind of pulls off to the curb, and my Al, my brother Alex gets out of the car and says, you know, it's a good thing that you're my grandmother because anybody else who said this, I would beat the shit out of them. Slams the door. My dad gets out and my mom is like, Mary, what the fuck? And my, and my grandmother apparently said, according to my mother, I'd like to see him try. 
like no bullshit. So oh, like zero lessons learned. So like I didn't have that Jewish upbringing, but I was very closely associated with the Jews. So I understood Jewish uh, humor and 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 the guilt. And I've always said that like you know Italians and Jews are very similar. You know the difference is yeah. you know Italians have the food better. You know, well, I don't know, man. I love Jewish food. Okay, but like you both had Italian food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, well, you can get a nice bowl of spaghetti and bolognese or a nice bowl of... Yeah, I think you win with, like, the pizza and stuff. That's, that's so permeated. I'm but, sorry. But, man, I love a good Jewish deli. Nothing against Jewish food. I, dude, I will fucking always, every day, go for lox bagel and cream cheese and cake right. and shit. But I will also fucking go for, like, a nice, like, you know, thing of lasagna or something. Man, I've never had a spaghetti and been like... Mmm, spaghetti. Have you been to Italy? No. That's why. You've never, been to, you've never been to my house either. I mean, what's different about it, though? It's just spaghetti. Like, it's the it's the worst dish. How is it? Oh, whoa! Whoa! Hey! Oh, hey! How is it the worst it's dish? It's just the worst. It's just pasta and sauce. It's like... Well, if you do it, like, from a can and, like... No, but you, you can like, cook it fresh. Even if you make your own sauce, all that stuff. Even if you go to a great restaurant and get it, it's still just spaghetti. And you could just, like, jazz it up with, like, lasagna. That's a great dish. Is it just the noodle? I'm trying to fucking... I don't know. I mean, ravioli. Like, there's more to it. You yeah. know? Like, like there's just not you're, enough you're going on with spaghetti. you shitty fucking noodles. There's nothing... Like. Yeah, there's nothing special about spaghetti. Just... Sure there is. I, I mean, are you are you saying spaghetti or just pasta in general? I mean... Or specific... You're, like, racist against just spaghetti? Specifically spaghetti. Yeah. So, like, fettuccine's fine. Fettuccine's great. Yeah, Fettuccine's some... just a fat fucking spaghetti. Yeah, but generally, you put uh, you Alfredo. Like, you like, yeah, okay, like you, Alfredo, you, like you get fucking, some cheese in there. You like the noodle with some fucking, you know, girth to it. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, but all right. I, I don't know. I guess it's just the, you know, just pasta and tomato sauce. You no must, matter the pasta, it's like, ugh. You must be a fucking pip to take out with Chinese. We're like, we're going to get some chow mein. I, I do love some Chinese. Okay, so do you prefer chow fun or chow mein? Chow mein? But that's the skinny noodle. Or right. Child fun is the fatter noodle. Yeah, they're too fat. You don't know what the fuck you want. <laughs> I don't think any of us do. Uh, I know what I want. I like spaghetti, motherfucker. You I think I think you just need to I'll give you I'll give you the secret. When you if you ever make pasta for yourself or for your kid or for anybody, you gotta add a little bit of olive oil in the boiling water. Yeah, no, I've done that before. It's still like it's okay. Do you think Hitler ate spaghetti? I don't know, baby Hitler ate spaghetti. <laughs> you ever think about like, like oh, with Mussolini as his buddy? Of course he ate maybe. fucking spaghetti. Do you do you think Hitler ever had like sushi, Chinese food? No, I'll bet maybe definitely not sushi, but definitely maybe, not sushi. Maybe Chinese food. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it was popular. Not in Italy, not in Germany. I mean, yeah. I think. You really love going back to Hitler. I don't know why. I just it crossed my mind, and I was like, "Man, I wonder what he's your mind." Yeah, I wonder what he's he's had. I don't. I wonder if the reason people are so hateful is because their like worldview is small. You know. Well, maybe they just maybe that's what I was talking about, Joker. Maybe we we shouldn't try to find a way of relating to Hitler. Right. Oh well, Hitler had Chinese food. He's all (laughs) right. You know, like I love those people. They're like, "Well, he was. I mean, he was a vegetarian or whatever." One ball. Yeah. That for me is the is my favorite thing about it was that he only had one. Ball. I didn't know that Hitler he only had one ball like that's a whole fucking nursery rhyme. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, there's another one. Whistle while you work. Hitler is a jerk. Mussolini bit his weeding. Now it doesn't work. 
Was Hitler tall? I I don't uh he I don't know, he's about this high. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> we better wrap it up. Yeah, uh, I think we're doing a sick aisle for Hitler's height, I think is a good one. Um so if you made it this far, uh thanks. Um thanks thanks, OC. <laughs> we're not bad people, I swear. No, we're not bad people, but like we clearly have thoughts that will never ever come out on the air again. <laughs> it's <laughs> important to get into this stuff. Is it though? Maybe, maybe not. Though. To fucking ask how tall Hitler was and try and give. <laughs> well, a- I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure out. Like, like did his he walked size in a fucking circle? Did his size have something to do with like his? You know, was it like Napoleon, like the little man thing? Or mm, he had a lot of medical ailments with him. I, you know, what's great is like he had like Parkinson's. Like throughout this, I'm like, let me quick Google. I got to show you Jennifer Garner's toe. Yeah. But then you know Hitler's height. I can't get out the phone and do that. I'm like, eh, all right, here I'll look up Hitler's height. We'll, we'll end it on <laughs> Hitler's height. Uh, but I'm putting money. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and guess it. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna go not too short, but short-ish. So people were shorter back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go five six. I'm gonna go five six. You do know I'm five six. I'm thinking Hitler's your height. I mean, I always say I'm I'm five six and three quarters. So this is a question I never thought I'd ever ask. How five, tall six. is Hitler, or was Hitler? How tall was Jesus? This is the uh, the uh, the suggestions. How tall was Jesus? How tall was Napoleon? How tall was Charles Manson? <laughs> and how tall was Goliath? See, uh, Napoleon, everybody said was short, but like for the time, I think he was like an average height. I think I think everybody in Italy was short. I think everybody. Ooh, what'd you say? I said 5'6". Five, 5'9". Five, nine. Five, nine. Taller than I expected. That's like a pretty tall guy for back then. <clears throat> Napoleon was 5'7". Yeah, I think it was pretty pretty normal. Mussolini was 5'7". Churchill was 5'6". <sighs> Charlie Chaplin was 5'5". Five, five. I don't know why the fuck we're going through this now. Anne Frank, 5'4". I think we just ended on Anne Frank as, as out of respect after all this fucking Hitler talk. <laughs> Uh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Hitler. <laughs> I, I know you're not a fan of Hitler, but, like, you have some very interesting questions about the motherfucker. Did he ever know. have Mexican food? <laughs> That's a good question. Did Hitler? <laughs> yeah, he fucking stole it from, like... <laughs> I think it's more likely that Hitler had Polish food, if we're really fucking being honest. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah, he definitely had Italian food. <laughs> I'll tell you what he did have. He had Ethiopian food. Like, I wonder what his favorite was. You know, like, what was his, like... Sinai. That was his fucking favorite. <laughs> I, you know, everything that Hitler did was bad. And the Holocaust is one of the worst fucking atrocities that ever happened on the face of the planet. But I also don't like him as a person because he tested Sinai on his dog. I know. I like, just, I, there's something about him. He's such like a mythical villainous figure. Yeah. But I like to think of him as just like a fucking, just a dude for some reason. Like, just like, like, what was the dude like? How did he make that decision? Like, was he just chowing on a pizza and like, you know, like, how do you live with yourself? What like, was his sex life like? Yeah. Like all of that, like the minutia of his life, like. Is this a dude that could just eat a pizza while telling his generals, you know? No. Like, there's just something about no, about no. the like the man that is interesting to me. I mean, look, there's one thing when you could take the myth- it, like I'm not a fan. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I understand, but it, it, it's like the same thing of like, oh, I wonder what Frank Sinatra did. Like, you know, 
you know, we 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 have these large, larger than life mythical figures that are just people. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but even, like, even like Jesus, like he had a favorite food. Jesus had a favorite food, for sure. It wasn't a Jewish deli, right? No, I mean, it was, it was like. I mean, he may have gotten fucking low main at the corner store, but I mean, like, even you know. like, how come there's not a show that asks celebrities this shit? I want to know, like, what does Tom Cruise watch on Netflix? Like, what's his favorite food? You know, like, what's his Pornhub category? You know, like, let's get into this shit with people. All right. Well, look, if we're branching out of this fucking subject, let me let me think of a let me think of a character and let me ask you a question. Okay, so do you think um, do you think Charles Manson ran <clears throat> while he took a dump? Or do you think he just sat and stared? And, and, I don't think he's a reader. I don't think he's a reader in general. You think he was a writer? You think he wrote on the toilet? Doubtful. I would explain a lot of his music. <laughs> his music's not... It's not great. No, but, but, it's, <laughs> but it sounds like it was written on the shitter. I mean, I like Garbage Dump, though. Have you heard that song? No. Garbage a, Dump? Yeah, Garbage Dump. There you go! Dump, he fucking garbage wrote... Garbage Dump. I can feed the world with my Garbage Dump. Yeah, yeah it was, he was talking out of his ass. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Garbage Dump is. He's dumping out garbage. Um, okay. That's another dude. He had a favorite food, you know? But just because they have a fucking favorite food doesn't... doesn't no, it's dope. just... In, like, like, picture that guy, like, you know... Chowing down on some pizza. What did he beat off to, you know? I guarantee Charles Manson never beat off. At ever. what point are people going to start being open about like that? Like, is that going to go? Is that like the next barrier where people are like beating off? Yeah, like like this is my thing. Like this is my Pornhub category. This is my go to. You know, like, like a Facebook thing. Yeah. You know, I always wondered why Pornhub gave that option of like you share this on Facebook. Why <laughs> the fuck would I ever share this on Facebook? <laughs> I don't want anyone was, to know. First off, like my my Pornhub category is very like like I, I call it. Van, I'm very vanilla with a dash of chocolate sprinkles. Like you know, it's 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 just I like big booties. Like, that's really I'm very boring, but I also like very funny porn. Like I'll whack off the Da Vinci load. I was I was watching a video on the on my friend's laptop and his mom was logged in like to Facebook on it yeah. and this video was titled Squirtinator Teaches You How to Squirt and it was a video trying to teach women how they can squirt and it's because he, his mom was locked in I commented on the video <laughs> with just like this is awesome thanks <laughs> and just his mom's picture and it went up on Facebook <laughs> Squirtinator shows oh you how to squirt god I'm so glad we're using your laptop for this all right, I, all right. I'll, I'll end it with one question. I have always wanted to ask you this: Where the fuck did Octopus Caveman come from? It's uh, it's fucked up, but uh, it's uh, more fucked up than like no, Hitler? like because it's, it's like confusing. But uh, um, but I don't even, somebody. I mean, I know your real name, but it's weird to even think of you as that is your name. I know for a lot of people, like people that know my name, call me OC or yeah. But uh, I recorded an album, and it was like the first thing I had done with a bunch of buddies in Utah, and I was like, well, I don't want to use my real name. And I remembered I wrote this, like, book of poems, and it was, like, about an octopus and how he viewed the world, and then this caveman viewing the world. And I thought I called it Octopus Caveman, so I was like, well, just use that. Just put me down as Octopus Caveman. And then I got home, and I found that book, and it, I didn't call it that. So I don't even know. Well, it just it just sort of became your... Do you think of yourself as O.C. or Octopus Caveman? No. It's complex because, uh, like, my ex-wife, she told me she married Anthony and she divorced uh, Octopus Caveman. Wow. So it's got, like, that's kind of baggage. A, yeah. <coughs> that's a, and I played that's up an interesting this, burn. I played up this, like, 
alcoholic persona a bit. So like my first album was called The Drunk with a Dream, and I had a, it's a good title. You know, it was okay, okay. Yeah. but I like really played into this like Bukowskian romanticizing drinking thing, right? And it like I had a YouTube talk show that I filmed in my dad's garage, like without his knowledge. I would go and film it in there, uh-huh. and it was just like. A talk show, but with drinking. So I was hosting it, and it was called Getting Fucked Up with Octopus Caveman. That's essentially what Rico's Rants was. It was just, you know, a, a show where over the course of this, you know, talk show, we yeah. got ridiculously hammered. So yeah. I'd record for a whole night and cut it into 10 minutes. And that turned into a podcast. And But, but <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, I was like, it just felt silly. So there's still some baggage, like, for me personally wrapped up in that name and I, I constantly think about like I gotta just abandon that and I'll just go be me but I, I would say I mean like I it would be weird for me just to call you like I could say your name online yeah, yeah. I mean it'd be weird to say like Anthony like I mean yeah it's it's a, it's a little weird that uh, people know that now like the when the Washington Post wrote that article about yeah. the paintings it was like I read it I was now, like who the fuck is Anthony like, yeah, what the fuck is everybody this? knows my name like I was I was anonymous for like 20 years on the internet no problem and then I mean, I, I will, whenever I think of OC, I still think of original clone. Right. <laughs> like, the original clone of Ryan Johnson. That was one of the best fucking things that I've ever seen when you and I did, when, when you did uh, Cinema Wars with uh, Pot of Scoop. That was, that was a blast. Because I had nothing. Your argument was good, but my argument was good too. But then it was like, I was like, fuck, I'm just kind of repeating the same argument. And right. where you were like, well, let me tell you about this one. I'm like, are you just de- are you just defending it because you look like Ryan Johnson? Right. And you were like, I do? And you kind of like, I saw you on Yeah, camera. I never looked at him before. And I was like, he looks like a family member. And you kind of were like leaning towards her. It's like, holy fuck, I do. <laughs> and that was for me. Like, Even if I lost the round, I'm like, that was a win for me personally. See, my old goal, I think it, my goal in life now is to uh, – Star in the uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman biopic. That's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I, I think I look like a young Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, More so than Ryan Johnson. I mean, I'm a fat blonde guy, you know? I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess. Steph, what do you think? You think he looks like the dude from fucking Twister? <laughs> fucking greening out. Dude from Boogie Nights? <laughs> the major greenage. You gotta work on your Philip Seymour Hoffman voice, though. I know. Like, I'm, I'm gonna find her. Gonna, Holy shit, gonna, that's fucking good! I'm hurt her. <laughs> oh, man, you, you went Mission Impossible 3. We're gonna, we're gonna get out of here. I just, I just sharded. That's actually pretty good. All right, I'm convinced. I gotta, I gotta work on it, and then, then I'll, I'll start pitching uh, myself for the bio. All right, we said it here on Podescue. Fucking OC, Octopus <laughs> Caveman, Anthony, whatever the fuck you want to call him, is going to play Philip Seymour Hoffman in Who Gives a Fuck? <laughs> Rico here with a few thank yous, and I'll let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podeskew is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow CJ, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, CJ is at M underscore Blade, and I'm at Rance Rico. We want to thank Logo Designer Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 
1980 at gmail.com. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. CJ and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. You see what happens when you don't have me on the show to steer the ship? I mean, come on. Damn it. Pop, pop, ask you, ask you.